This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. and welcome to episode two 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 that is funny because it's two 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 so if we put that together it's two plus two plus two that is six so this is episode six or what look that sounds about right i think that's how <laughs> numerology works bro yeah <laughs> or is it because it's the two of us uh, i think it's actually go. just missing like a couple of zeros and we uh, so that two in the middle that actually means two zeros and it's 2002 right now because it feels like that <laughs> it definitely does actually funny enough i mean new 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 war that you're getting into and things like that well we'll talk about that a little later how's your week ben i got sick well i was sick i was getting sick last week when we did the show you could probably hear me but yes uh I got, I got a sinus infection, so sinus infections are always fun. I mean, it's like a, uh, it's not really a headache, like, I wasn't, like, throwing up or anything bad like that, but sinus infection just makes your head feel like it, pressure happening and lots of garbage right. coming out of my face. So that was no fun. I talked, but... to you, I talked to you on Sunday, and I can hear a difference in your voice Oh yeah, from Sunday now <laughs> and i'm not on the drugs anymore like i i was taking sudafed and other things even on sunday right. so that was how i sounded yeah. when i was taking like different medications to counteract it now i'm feeling enough uh, better enough that uh i don't have to take the the drugs anymore so don't take drugs <laughs> drugs are bad drugs are bad okay <laughs> yeah sudafed horrible stuff actually yeah. Yeah, sudafed and here at I think most places in America is like you can't get it on uh, over the counter because people make uh, meth out of it. So, okay. To be completely honest, I don't even know what it is. To be honest, it's like a decongestant. Okay. Right. This pro it's probably the exact same thing there. It might be called something different. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, it, it is kind of funny because uh, right after the New Year's, talking about getting things out uh, over the counter, they stopped uh, um, in Norway. Uh, they stopped uh, that you have to have a doctor's notice to buy Viagra at uh, 
At the uh, at the uh, pharmacy. Okay. <laughs> like... no, yeah, pharmacy. Yeah. Now you can buy Viagra without having a uh, doctor's notice, but I don't think it is as strong as the normal ones. That's usually how it works. Honest, I... Yeah. When they move it over from think... like the one formula to the over-the-counter formula, it usually is a slightly right. uh, not as potent or whatever, and then there probably is still a type you can probably get from your doctor that's more potent. That's how it works here in America. Uh, uh, I was at the movies this week. We will talk a little about that a little later, but I will talk a little about the experience because uh, this was before the movie started. So, this was a pre-premiere of Bombshell. Right, okay. Uh, you told me last week you were going to go to this. Not on the yes. show, but yeah. Right, but I told you personally. Uh, and and uh, it's coming out on Thursday. But on our seats was a piece of Twix. Okay. And uh, and, and on every seat, there were mo- female mo- moisturizers. <laughs> female moisturizer? Like, like hand yeah, lotion? Like anti-aging cream, yeah. Oh, okay. Like face cream. Yeah, like, uh, like samples of face cream. Okay, so obviously uh, they were expecting a specific contingent of people to come. Right, right. So I said to Alex, I wonder if we will be the two only people here that are 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 are, are guys. And he laughs at me and he says, "Okay, let's look at the seats. Okay, it's forty-eight seats. This is a small, yeah. small, small, small cinema. So it's forty-eight seats. Seats. And out of those forty-eight, there were four men, and two of them was me and Alex." <laughs> were those two men possibly boyfriends and or husbands that were taken to the movie? Yes, women. That is and that's hundred and ten percent correct. Right. Okay. I, I don't know why you guessed that. How how did you ever guess that? Yeah. So that was that was kind of funny. But uh, but uh, it. It remind. Uh, do you get that when you get to, to the cinema in in, in because uh, they, they they usually do that like on on premieres and things like that. Last time we were at premiere, me me and Alex was uh, at a Norwegian film. Then we got this box with like promotional material with like a headband and. Uh, some other things. Do you get that in in when I worked in the, in the movie theaters? We had a few pre premiere things, and they were always for companies. One of the theaters right. I worked at was literally a mile and a half away from Nike headquarters, so we did a lot of Nike okay. pre premiere stuff because Nike has enough money to pay the production company to. Uh, they would have their employees. It was like an employee benefit thing. The employees would come over oh. from Nike. They would all get to sit in the theater. They'd rent the whole theater out. They'd buy everybody popcorn. Uh, everybody would get a treat or whatever. And usually the production company would then send us pr- promotional stuff to give out in the theater. Um, but yeah, I did a, a bunch like of those. Uh, usually it's just promotional stuff from the movie. T-shirts, hats, 
posters, oh. that, that kind of stuff. That's kind of cool. I guess one time you we did it for a local TV station that I remember, or maybe yeah. multiple times. Like, the local TV station would get the pre-premiere stuff, and then they'd... Uh, it would be like a contest. Like the the viewers of the TV station would win an ability to see, pre see the pre premiere. We did a few of those when right. I worked for movie theaters. It, it's really not that common though. It's like only happens if a company pays for it to happen. Because when when I hear when people go to pre premieres and things like that, to people I follow in on in on the internet space. It's it's for Marvel movies or Disney movies and things like that, and they use a lot of things like, uh, they, uh, especially one channel that I watch uh, um, uh, talked about uh, getting free cat ears and booze before they saw cats. I mean, it, it depends on where they are. If you're watching it. A Los Angeles pre premiere, it, yes. that could be something yeah, totally different than anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, another thing that you could be misconstruing pre or people out there could be misconstruing pre premiere. Uh, it's actually technically considered a pre premiere if you play it Thursday at eleven fifty nine because it's not technically right. Friday, right? So uh, right. that will happen a lot of times, and you'll see people. Oh, I went and saw the pre premiere of the show. It was one minute. It started one minute before the day. Like, that. I really don't count that. Right. <laughs> but people will say right. that, especially on social media, make themselves sound more important. Yeah, but uh, no, this uh, uh, this company was talking about, like, how they got free booze and cat ears before the cat's premiere. And that uh, the promotion company really knew its audience, that it gave its... Audience, alcohol before they saw cats. I don't know if they knew their audience, or maybe they knew their movie, and they needed to booze up the right. critics. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To get them to get good roots. Uh, hey, do you like what you're listening to? Please share this podcast. Share it on your Facebook, Twitter, your Instagram, whatever else. Sharing is caring. We don't ask you for money. We ask you to share this podcast. Please do that. Okay, let's get into the news. Uh, let's talk about World World War Three, uh, or uh, as everybody calls it, the Iran thing. We talked a little about it last week, uh, but U.S. kills Iran's most powerful general in Baghdad airstrike. Uh, Sorry, Bush called and said, uh, this is now. Yeah, both Bushes called and said, uh, yes, we yes. want our war back. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't really think we need to go super deep into this, because I feel like everybody in the entire world has already heard this story. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I we're going to talk about it, but I feel like just the idea of them bombing this guy... Uh, Soleimani, I feel like every... I'm not even going to try to say his first name. Uh, I feel like everybody's already heard this, but the United States uh, targeted and assassinated uh, Soleimani, the head of Iran's uh, Quid's Force. Quad's Force? Qued's Force. I don't know. Uh, could draw sure. forceful Iranian uh, retaliation, which it already did. 
so this this you know this whole thing is kind of out of date but what we need to go into about mm -hmm. this whole thing is why did they shoot this guy what did they say they shot him for uh with these missiles and according to them uh he was there was some type of imminent attack fro is what they said and that killing this guy uh, with drone m missiles uh, was going to stop the imminent attack and that's the reason they had to kill him because if it wasn't if they just assassinated him it would be a war crime but if technically if he was about to attack us then it's a defensive mm. attack what do you think about that whole concept fro i think that's bullshit i think that's like that's that's like i attacking attacking people before they strike you that sounds a little like uh, what else is that the movie called again where where they jail people for having thoughts of crime right uh i would just compare it to uh iraq and these things called weapons of mass destruction we have to attack iraq because they have weapons of mass destruction and it's a defensive attack right. of iraq because they're going to use their weapons of mass destruction against us that's what they're this is the same thing that's why we said 2002 earlier <clears throat> they're saying uh they've given us no evidence as to what the imminent attack from this guy would have been and number two if this were, there was an imminent attack, how does killing this one guy or the you know the few people that were also with him, how does that stop a quote unquote imminent attack? Was he himself gonna put strap on this general second highest ranking person in Iran? Was he gonna strap on a bomb vest and run into a mosque or something? I don't think that was gonna happen. I think he was gonna tell people to do something maybe. So how does killing him stop any attack? Wouldn't that just increase the chance the chances of an attack? happening and i mean it's it's so difficult for me to talk about this before getting extremely angry because i feel the rage just firing inside me because it is for me so ludicrously insanely stupid to do this when uh, there is uh, this was testing Iran this was testing uh, 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 what, what they were going to do and uh, and if they were going to retaliate what Trump more or less did was poke the bear and see if the bear poked like attacked back this was like, this felt very like, for me, like, yeah, like I said, poking the bear. And of course, uh, they would attack back. If I, if I was Iran, I would fucking do that. Uh, right, uh, which we'll talk about in a second, I guess. Uh, for some reason, the article I sent you from Reuters about Pompeo has completely changed. Like, the link oh. still says the title of the article, but when you go to it, it says, 
Pompeo tiptoes, like, it's not even about the same thing anymore. Like, they deleted that article. So, I guess we're just going to skip over that whole thing. But what happened was, uh, the Iraqi PM, uh, Prime Minister, sorry, refu revealed uh, right after the attack happened that Soleimani was, according to the Grey Zone, on a peace mission when assassinated. Mm -hmm. uh, the mm -hmm. Trump administration uh, came back on that. Uh, Pompeo said that... Uh, he that this guy was not on a peace, peace mission at all, but according to the Iraqi prime minister, that he was on a peace mission, so who are you going to believe? I don't really know. I don't trust Pompeo. I don't know too much about the Iraqi prime minister on whether I to believe him or not, but Pompeo, I can tell you, is a liar. That's not even a questionable right. thing. So I would guess that uh, this guy actually was on a peace mission because I've heard that from multiple places now. Uh, that's the reason he was in Iraq in the first place. The reason he was traveling around was he was trying to, uh, bring peace between Iran and Iraq. Uh, and while he was trying to do that, uh, they, U.S. drone bombed him. So that's always good. Mm -hmm. Uh, <clears throat> what do you think it, about that? It, but, it, but it, it just amazed me, like, how, how technology has been used in this and it, it feels like like i said this is poking the bear this is the attacking somebody that they knew that the, there would be consequences of attacking oh why yeah. else would they fucking attack him and why now why did they choose now right. of all the times and i think a good point is this is right after both the democrats and the republicans gave trump almost $800 million in war spending on money for weapons and other things. And he used that money that was Democrats uh, helped give him to, uh, as well as Republicans. He used that to go out and do this. Uh, we should not have given him that money. This, it just emboldened him to do this kind of thing. And it's not just him, uh, Trump, Trump, some people are, uh, especially Republicans, are trying to say, oh, Trump is not, it wasn't Trump's plan, Trump isn't to blame, Trump didn't want to do this, they forced his hand. There's a lot of that talk from the right. Uh, Trump took responsibility for this. He said it, he, he said that I ordered the attack. So there's no way mm -hmm. to not say that Trump isn't to blame for this, because he took responsibility himself. So if you're out there saying, oh... Uh, it wasn't Trump's plan. Trump isn't a warmonger. Trump, Trump, uh, these people uh, want Trump to be the Trump that he ran uh, when he ran for president, saying I'm going to be anti-war. If you're still a Trump person who was voting for him because he said he was going to get out, out of Iraq and Afghanistan, and you're still a Trump person today, as of Wednesday, uh, January 8th, uh, you don't actually believe what you said you believed in when you voted for him in the first place. But do you remember when we had uh, this Republican uh, that we talked to, interviewed? He said that that was one of the reasons why he voted for Trump. Multiple uh, Republicans we've talked to, and I, I even remember talking yeah. about one that we haven't talked to on the show yet, but we will in the future, uh, talking to him when we were watching wrestling together, and just saying, well, if what would be the thing that would make you not want to vote for Trump? Would it be going to war? And their answer was, well, it depends on what the what the circumstances are of going to war. Right. Uh, 
Right. And, and to justify this as a reason as as not, some of them are trying to say that this was not an act of war. That shooting the oh, second well. most senior uh, person in a country yeah. is not an act of war. Uh, yeah, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just stupid. That's just stupid to say that. Uh, but I, I, I was very, I was very happy to see that there was a lot of protesting going on. Uh, we'll talk a little about that. Uh, groups of protesters took to streets in Washington and other cities on Saturday to condemn uh, uh, the airstrike in Iraq ordered by President Trump that killed Iran commentary. Uh, stolen money and Trump's decision to send about three thousand more troops to the Middle East because that's that's one of the things that we we haven't mentioned yet. But he is sending more troops. Right, and there's so much to cover uh, here no, that just, I feel like no. we're gonna miss stuff because there's just so much that's happened, uh, and we're gonna get to what happened today as well at the end of this. So yeah, uh, there's just so much that happened here. No justice, no peace. Uh, U.S. Of, uh, out of the Middle East, hundreds of demonstrators centered outside of the White House before marching to the Trump International Hotel a few blocks away. But it was very, it was very moving to see so many people in in the streets. Yeah, all over the country. Uh, it says here, uh, New yeah. York, Chicago, and other cities. It was organized by Code Pink. Uh, the protests were, um, and I wouldn't be surprised. If we have some kind of some more protests uh, this weekend, uh, yeah, I I watched the New York protests. They were pretty interesting. There's probably I don't know, five to seven hundred people in the streets, and the police seemed pretty okay with it. As far as there wasn't any uh, any arrests or anything like that. So no, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's it's. It's it's good to see that people are standing up uh, against Trump. Uh, I have a question for you. Do you think, uh, because I, I know you've seen the movie, Wag the Dog, haven't you? you A long time ago. Movie? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this is kind of a Wag the Dog thing to get out of the impeachment thing as well? You know when the last time we talked about the movie Wag the Dog was from? On this show? No. Predictive no. programming. It was one of the examples oh, yeah. of predictive programming oh, because yeah, it yeah. came before the President Bill Clinton thing happened yeah. where he went to war with Iraq, which is the exact same thing that happened here. Before Trump's impeachment, he decides, oh, we're going to bomb this guy. Uh, kind of completely... The news cycle completely went off the whole impeachment thing, which again is coming back up into the news today a little bit, because what I'm seeing is uh, even Democrats now are urging Nancy Pelosi to send the articles of impeachment to the Senate because they think it's just gone on too long and that that there's no real leverage uh, to be had here. Uh, so yeah, we're going to see a lot more of the impeachment stuff in the next few days uh, after this whole Iran thing kind of settles a little bit but i think it all it's all there's a whole bunch of reasons that trump did this and i think uh that is one of them for all. do you think that kind of just dis distracting from impeachment is one of the reasons this happened 
Oh, definitely. I think it's the main reason. I don't think it's the main reason. I th- I think oh, I think it's one of the one reasons. Of them. Yeah, one of the main reasons. But yeah, uh, and then I I ran launches missiles at the U.S. military facilities in Iraq. Uh, a lot of Swedes were killed in the attack. I saw somebody on YouTube like like, oh, uh, I'm so happy no Americans were killed. That was no what Americans Trump said were, as well. Yeah, yeah, no Americans were killed in the attack. Okay, good, because all other human lives don't count for fuck's sake. Right. Are you they that, don't care about the Iraqis that, or anything like that. Right. Or or Swedes for that sake. I don't like Sweden, but I don't want people to get killed. Yeah. But yeah, I think it was. I think it was ten. Ten people from the Swedish embassy was killed in the attack, or something like that. I but think I would think that uh, we're probably uh, allied with Sweden, right? Or do you yeah, think? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Definitely. Uh, yeah, I really don't know. Uh, let's see. Actually, I found a list here. Oh, we're not. Or well, according to this list, top. U.S. allies. We're not. Uh, Sweden's not in the top U.S. allies, at least. Mm. Well, Norway is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is 100%. Sweden remains a vocal supporter of UK, uh, Ukraine's sovereignty and territorial integrity and partners with the United States to promote stability in the Baltic Sea region. Yeah, so we're... So our allies died there, at, uh, at least our Baltic Sea allies. If Sweden, if Swedish people right. died there, that means U.S. allies were killed in that attack. Uh, I yeah. have not heard that mentioned anywhere except for this show just now because I just found out about it. <laughs> right. Yeah, but isn't that weird? Like, no, nobody is talking about that. Well, the reason people are so... It's kind of a weird thing because people are happy that no Americans were killed because that would be provocation for the U.S. to retaliate where if Swedish people uh, were killed... It's not necessarily a reason for the United States to retaliate because our people didn't die. Does that make sense? Where if we retaliated, then Iran's going to retaliate, and then we're even further into a full-on war. So I understand what kind of maybe the idea... you understand that, Fro, in a way? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, maybe they just misphrased it, or maybe they're just dumb and they don't care about human life at all. Uh, but I maybe they meant that, that just like, okay, it's good that... No Americans died because it means we're not going to go to war. Uh, right. The Iranians uh, said that they, as long as the U.S. did not retaliate, they would stand down. Trump this morning did a press conference saying uh, that we will. He didn't say anything about retaliation, so we're assuming that no retaliatory uh, attack will be happening from the U.S. But Trump did say that he's going to increase sanctions on on Iran, which Iran already has massive sanctions from the U.S. on it. One of the reasons they were, were massive protests there in the first place. Um, I think these sanctions, if you're worried about, uh, maybe not so much worried about a full-on war with Iran, but the whole situation that just happened is going to create more 
uh, militant and uh, terrorist groups that hate the U.S. Uh, out of all of this. Mm. So even though mm. uh, people are saying, oh, we there's no war now, at least we didn't go to war, at least uh, we're not uh, at war with Iran, uh, we just incredibly uh, re-destabilized uh, more the Middle East that was somewhat getting better. I mean, it's never been better, but now we just incredibly destabilized the region just by the just ridiculous attack on uh, a guy who we have no evidence was going to uh, imminently attack us. Another thing, remember last week we were saying uh, about the embassy and how this militant group had attacked some con U.S. contractors and a U.S. contractor died, and that was the reason uh, this whole thing kind of started? Right. Uh, we've never heard who these the person who was killed was. We have no proof that that no. person, who that person is yet, which is very no. unusual. So none, uh, we have no evidence of anything that the U.S. government is claiming uh, for the reasons they did what they did. We have zero evidence of any of it. Today, maybe they said they're going to do a briefing, so we'll see if anything comes out of that, but as of right now, we have nothing. It, it just like it, it, it seems for me like yeah like I said it, it just seems like they wanted to to check out if Iran actually uh, do uh, have any power behind their their words and this was the the best they could do it feels like very much like attacking just for attacking sake i think this was more of a um it was more of a uh, way to put uh trump's what's a good word for it trump's um statement it was more of a statement by him of what what he how he sees the world and i think i'm going to get that get mm. into that right now but i think one thing a lot of people have been saying is this Soleimani guy was a terrorist, he was a terrible per person, he deserved to die, bro. That's one thing we should talk about. And I'm going to say there are no good guys in this situation. The U.S. No. murdering, assassinating people is not good. This guy did bad things. Uh, he was a general in the military. He murdered, like, yeah. people in the military kill people. It's what they do. Uh, so I'm not saying anybody in this situation, there are no good guys. In this situation, I'm gonna. That's our kind of preface to say. Listen, we're not defending anybody here, and we're not saying one side is good or one side is bad. But everybody's a bad guy in this situation, right? Do you agree with that, from No good guys here. Uh, totally, but but I I do want to say that uh, uh, you being not a good guy doesn't. Uh, give your car carte blanche to fucking kill. Uh, to, I think the whole thing is to commit a war crime because that's what happened here right. is an international war crime where somebody assassinated a, a country's one of a, a country's leaders without any provocation or any real evidence of a reason why. So. Maybe, who knows, next week maybe we'll come back on here and say, oh, they had a great reason, and I'm going to tell you, Fro, guess what, we were wrong, they had a great reason, here's all the evidence, we're going to lay it out for you and tell you exactly why they did it, and we were wrong. 
but according to history and uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, my guess is that's not going to happen. Oh, I remember all those weapons of mass destruction. Right, exactly. And, so, and remember, so many of them. when uh, Afghanistan and Iraq attacked us on 9-11, and so we went to war. Oh, wait, <laughs> they didn't attack us. And then we, so we attacked I Iraq, remember, because we said, oh, uh, there's weapon of mass destruction. We attacked Afghanistan because we said that's, that's who uh, perpetrated 9-11. So this is another right. situation where... Uh, the base in Iraq, if you remember, the Iraqi people went there and uh, kind of burned it, attacked it in a way, uh, demonstrated, protested, rioted, whatever you want to call it. There were Iraqis that went there and did that. The U.S. blames Iran for the destruction on the base, right, even though it was Iraqis right. that did it. And then we attack Iran for Iraqis attacking our base. This is just like... The whole 2002-2003 Iraq war thing all over again. And I think, but, like I said, when it comes to Trump's yeah. uh, statement, why did he make this statement? Uh, who is he making this statement to? And what is the statement all about? Well, I think this whole thing is more of a holy war than we really think it is from. Yeah, because I was just going to say... At least you have God on your side, because God bless America. Yeah, we're gonna. This is uh, the another digital citizen uh, uh, thing. You're gonna hear about a story that you're not gonna hear anywhere else because nobody else is willing to talk about it. Uh, <laughs> right, the day after. Well, I guess the morning after uh, we shot this guy. Uh, with drone missiles. Trump went to a Florida megachurch. Uh, President Trump declared him, uh, his belief in, that God supports his agenda. I really do believe that God is on our side. I believe that. Uh, I believe that. Uh, or there would have been no way we could have won, right? People say, how do you win? You don't have the media. Uh, you have so many things against you, and we win. So there has to be something, he said. Uh... So he's saying the reason he won the presidency is because God made him win, bro. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, he also said, Evangelicals, Christians of every denomination and believers of every faith who have had greater champion, not even close, in the White House than you have right now, I think you know that. I'm not saying that in any other way uh, other than just look at my record. Now, our opponents uh, want to shut out God from the public square. These people hate Israel. They hate the Jewish people. I won't name them. I won't bring up their name of Omar, Tlaib, and AOC. Did, did he really just do that? I'm not going to bring up their names, the names that I just said. Uh, I won't bring them up. I, I won't bring them up, he said. So what does that say? I, I he, This is right after this whole thing. Uh, he's saying, uh, these people hate Israel. These people hate the Jewish people. Uh, we took actions last night to stop a war. We did not take action to start a war, he said. So this is all in re relation to what happened the night before. Uh, he's basically saying that Iran hates Israel. Uh, and I believe this is also kind of, it's a statement to Israel in that Trump supports them. And it's also a statement to Saudi Arabia in a way. But Trump uh, sees this as some kind of, evangelical holy war 
I think. Oh, definitely. Oh, and definitely. I, th I think people are going to say, oh, you're crazy. They don't, they don't really think that. Uh, well, let's oh, listen to this audio clip really quick, Fro, and we'll go into why this audio clip actually just blatantly proves that they think this is a, a holy war, evangelical holy war against, I guess, Muslims, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead and give me a countdown. Because uh, Muslims are the problem. For some fucking reason. Well, because oh, they're yeah. against King. Israel. The the whole idea here is yes. the yes. Holy Land, right? But we'll get into it right yeah. here. Go ahead. In three, two, one, play. We come together from all denominations. So this is from together. the mega church. The Bible says to pray for Yeah, and I will talk a little about him. Father, let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I pray for my president and our president. I pray for you to give him boldness. I pray, Father, for him to defy and challenge giants in the world and defy and challenge enemies in this nation. Father, I pray for See, him and I raise He's talking about the enemies in this nation and around the world. Together in Jesus' mighty mm -hmm. name. We believe we speak in his body. We pray healing. We pray restoration. We pray strength in his mind and his spirit all over his being. Be strengthened with the power of the Holy Spirit. Father, we pray right now for the Holy Spirit to invade this place. Invade. For the Holy Spirit for the presence to experience the <laughs> The presence of the living God. We pray for that resurrected power of Jesus Christ for him to say, Jesus is alive. Father, I pray all of all this together. We come together and we pray we stand with him and what he's doing. And Father, we give you the praise. We give you the honor. And Father, we give you the praise and honor. And we ask he's repeating you, Father, himself. that he can be the Cyrus. The Cyrus. Reformation to bring change into this nation. And all the nations of the earth That's important. say, America is the greatest nation of the earth. Father, I thank you. Use him this time. Release his power. I release the Holy Spirit upon his life. For the Holy Spirit to strengthen him. His spirit, soul, and body. And Father, I release wisdom from heaven. And I declare, God, that you use him to change the spiritual atmosphere of this nation. Father, I give you the praise. And I I give you the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, we'll stop there. Yep. Okay, so, so this guy, go ahead. Uh, Romero Maldono, is, is actually one of my least favorite Christian authors of all time. He has, uh, <laughs> he has written two books that I, I remember that I, I, I read. Uh, one called the Holy Atonement uh, is an incredibly uh, awful book. But uh, maybe the one he's most known for in, in Christian uh, 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 circles is the, the Glory of God. And uh, that is maybe an even worse book. So awful person uh, with a lot of uh, he, he really likes to talk about sex and how immoral sex is. All right, we're getting way off track here, but uh, like I was saying, the statement, why this is a holy war, why this is proof, this guy said, uh, let 
Trump becomes Cyrus, oh God, he, saying, uh, uh, let him, let him, what did he say? See, I just had it in my head, now I've lost it. Uh, saying that he wants Trump to uh, change the world and this nation uh, by making God, making him into Cyrus. So who's Cyrus? Cyrus the Great, uh, who is unconditionally praised by Jewish sources, uh, the Hebrew Bible states that Cyrus issued a decree of the liberation of Jews. Cyrus, uh, Cyrus's edict uh, for rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem marked a great epoch in the history of Jewish people. So why is that important? This guy, this is the, remember, this is the day after the attack happened. This guy, this evangelical preacher, is equating Trump to Cyrus, who uh, moved, or rebuilt the temple in Jerusalem, which they would say is what Trump did when he moved the embassy, if you remember that, Fro? Yes. And everything, and that he's uh, issued the d d uh, decree of the liberation of the Jews, which I would say they see this as Trump attacking these people on behalf on behalf of Israel, and so they see this as uh, a Jewish evangelical Christian holy war against people who are trying to take over the Holy Land. It's when you think of it that way, this is so much scarier than even the press makes it out to be. Um, mm -hmm. And when you understand that, you really understand what Trump's purpose of doing all this was. It's more of a religious uh, nation-building exercise to show Saudi Arabia and our allies in that area that we're on their side for other reasons just then, uh, just... It's not just because of oil. It also has to do with our faith and everything like that. And as a atheist, this terrifies the fuck out of me because evangelicals want the world to end because they want Jesus yep. to come back. So they are trying, literally trying to get the world to end. Yep. <laughs> Think about how scary that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Luke isn't lying. They want Iran to go to war with us. They want a nuclear war to start because they want Jesus to come back because that they're crazy religious nuts. And, I mean, that's scarier than anything else I think we've talked about in this whole situation. Oh, okay, let's uh, shift topic. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, that's totally killed himself in that uh, uh, cell uh, some months ago. Uh... Uh, because that's totally what he did or and everything. Uh, 60 Minutes obtained a copy of a handwritten note found in a Manhattan jail where uh, uh, the convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein was found dead last year. Uh, he, uh, While Epstein was surrounded himself with a, a collection of powerful and high-profile figures, and the wealthy functionary lived the majority of his life in privacy, avoiding television appearance and media interviews almost entirely, and three federal charges uh, brought against him in July served a gateway into learning more about the secret life of the 66-year-old that filled with controversial plea deals, luxury travels around the world and alleged sex abuse. Uh, rings uh, public intrigue about Epstein, who neglected to give any public statement following his arrest, has high, uh, highlight, high, heightened uh, 
and they found the note that says that one guard kept uh, getting me uh, a locked shower stall for one hour. Another prison guard sent me burned food, giant bugs crawling all over my my hands. No fun to exclamation marks. Right. Uh, I saw this 60 Minutes thing. It was... Uh, you know, the first third of the, of the 60 Minutes uh, show, that episode of the show, I mean. Uh, it was interesting. I think the note is interesting in the sense that it's not a suicide note. You would assume right. that would be one thing. Another thing is, if this guy had, ju- had just been taken off a of suicide watch, why does he have a ballpoint pen, right? Yep. That would generally be something you would uh, not give them. He also, if in the same picture, if you look to the right there, Fro... He's got headphones uh, with wires on them Mm -hmm. that are wires that you could use to hang yourself if you go and watch the actual show. He also has an entire, uh, he has a sleep apnea machine in his jail cell. And so there is an extension cord that goes into the jail cell that he could have used to also kill himself that he didn't use. Uh, And then when when you see the pictures of the actual jail cell themselves... It's just littered in uh, orange uh, bed sheets. He didn't have one bed sheet. He probably had 15 bed sheets for some reason. (laughs) At least. At least. Which doesn't make... Why did he have so many bed sheets? I have no fucking clue. Uh, The other thing in the pictures, it seems like uh, there's two places that are tied off uh, to where... It could have been, this could have been the spot that tied to the bedpost, and there's another thing tied to the bars on the window that they say could have could have been it. Uh, there are zero pictures of him in his jail cell dead. Zero. Right. They pulled the body out before uh, any pictures were taken, which is very unusual because you're not supposed to move the body at all. That's against, right. it should be treated like a crime scene, the same as a crime yep. scene. Um, another thing that's very strange about this whole situation is that it seems as though, uh, the marks on his neck do not match up with how it would look if you were to hang yourself from something, because if you were to hang yourself, it would be up underneath your jaw line because it would, you'd be hanging it would be on the back of your head and up underneath your jawline. This is in the middle of the throat, which would be more apt if someone was pulling on something from behind you in a straight line, as opposed to from up above your head, right? Yes. <clears throat> There's lots of proof here that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself coming out of 60 Minutes from CBS, which, uh, yeah, CBS is, I guess, one of the, kind of one of the good guys because we never talk crap about CBS. When you think about it, ABC, we've talked crap about, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, but CBS, honestly, we rarely ever say bad things about. Uh, That's because I don't, I I can't think of a CBS news story that I have read that was, like, all out of order. Yeah, I don't think yeah, not right now. Not off the top of my head. Maybe, I think Brian Williams, when he faked being attacked, uh, oh, that's right. he might have been working for CBS at the time, but I'm not sure. Yeah. 
That's true. But that's not really CBS. That was a guy working for CBS, but yeah. True. So, we have uh, gotten some uh, race to the being president news this week. Uh, Julian Castro drops out of the race. That's right. Uh, Julian Castro drops out saying... uh, Ending his campaign for president, former Housing and Urban Development uh, Secretary Julian Castro then endorsed Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren. Uh, they were going to hold a rally together uh, to, uh, yesterday, so they held a rally together. Uh, yep. Castro says there's only one candidate who is unafraid to fight like hell to make sure America's promises will be there for everyone. Uh, he's Yeah, he's out. He didn't make the debate anyways, so I'm not really surprised. He wasn't doing well. Um, he really didn't have any reason to be in there anymore. So it's for the best that he dropped out. We need less people in this campaign. Uh, the sooner the better. He yeah. endorsed Elizabeth Warren. Does that really have any effect on who people are going to vote for? What do you think about that, Fro? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think people care about what Julian Castro means. <laughs> That's me, but I could be wrong. <laughs> Maybe there's a lot of like hidden Julian Castro fans out there that I don't know of. I mean, there's got to be That's... somebody who was going to vote for him, and I guess maybe right. they'll go, okay, I'll yeah. vote for Elizabeth Warren, but my guess is probably not. Um, I'm seeing something pretty interesting right now for about our last story. Uh, I'm not going to say this is true or not, but I'm seeing five to six different sources. One, only one of which I actually trust. Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell is reportedly, reportedly hiding in Israel, is what we're seeing here. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing this from multiple places, but I, I take it with a grain of salt right now because I don't have 100% confirmation on that. Uh, back to the presidential race. Uh, another person who seemed like they were dropping out, but says they are not, uh, Marianne Williamson, uh, says she's suspending her campaign after entirely, uh, laying off her staff. She completely laid off her entire campaign staff. Williamson said the statement that donations from final days of 2019 enabled us to pay down uh, our accumulating uh, campaign debt, campaign debt, but added that she can no longer afford to retain a traditional campaign staff. Uh, she says, "I'm suspending my candidacy. However, a campaign not having a huge war chest should not be what determines its fate. The point of my can- candidacy has been to tell the heart's truth, and does not, and that does not cost money." Forging a new path for our campaign is going to be necessary if we're going to forge a new path for our country. Yeah, because we, in another digital system, we endorse... No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, we never... We always said she was never a legitimate candidate and she's crazy religious nut cult leader. I mean, even in this, he's like... My, the but point look, of my... we had her as the main topic, so that means that we have to support her. Right. When you talk about somebody, we it means you support topic. them. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's entirely what happens. 
Talk about the presidency. Uh, which candidates are qualified for January Democratic debate, Luke? That's right. Uh, they have until Friday, so they've got two more days to qualify. I don't think it's going to happen. We'll go over that in a second. Um, but the next debate is Tuesday, which is the day before our podcast. That's way better than yeah. every other debate so far, I think. Right, bro? I think we, the worst one was the one that we had on a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, right. I think there might have been one Tuesday yeah. debate, but this is the yeah. best so far as far as, like, it's going to be the most fresh in our mind to talk about and everything. But the people yeah. who qualified so far, uh, Joe Biden, uh, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, uh, Pete Booty Judge, and Amy Klobuchar. So it, I got to say, the one bad thing about this lineup is the progressives are... Uh, outnumbered by the corporate Democrats in this situation. Right, it's three to two. Which it hasn't been up until now, or at least uh, hasn't felt that way, um, because yeah. we had people like Yang in there, and we had people like Tulsi in there, no, which n no, but none of them uh, qualified. But if you look down in this article I sent you, uh, there is one person that's the most close to qualifying, which is M Michael Bloomberg, because he had four mm. polls that uh, qualified him, but he doesn't actually have any donors because he's using all his own money, bro. Because so he could never qualify for a debate. <laughs> and didn't he say that he, if he did qualify, didn't want to be in the debate? I think he just said that he hadn't planned on ever being in a debate. That wasn't ever part of his ah. campaign strategy. Uh, I don't think it was that he didn't want to be, just that. Uh, he knew he w wasn't going to be because of just how qualifying for the debates works uh, and that he got in so late, right? So th I think that was pretty clear. Uh, but yeah, these are going to be our... It's going to be a lot shorter of, of a review next week, hopefully, because we only have five people. Uh, and <laughs> I think it should be a little better of a debate in the sense that we're going to get more information with less people. Uh, you right. get way less time to talk when there's 10 people on the stage. Depends what they are saying. That's all I have to say. <laughs> because uh, you have said you have said that before, and and you said, "Oh, I have six pages of, of notes." Pages. Right? <sighs> yeah, yeah, it just depends on what happens. I guess it could go totally crazy and off the wall. Um, I mean, I think the first probably half of it is all going to be about foreign policy and Iran. That's my guess. Probably. Yeah, probably. Um. Trump is going to tell the truth about go to war, Trump supporters. Hello, this is Trump with Trump tells the truth. Yeah, 2020 uh, just started and we're nearly in a new war in the Middle East. It's funny. It's funny. The man who should drag us out of the Middle East and every war and people who said that Hillary Clinton was a warmonger, yeah, they must have a very fun time right now. Because... I don't know if you saw the debate on another Digital Citizens page, but there's still people believing that Trump did the right thing by assassinating uh, uh, a high-rank officer in the Iranian army. I don't think so. When I'm speaking in this message in for you, Iran have attacked Iraq with rockets. And you know, with a man with a small dick and a small brain sees that, he's going to push it even further. I don't. I can talk for hours about the Middle East and all the shit that can happen, but I just want one thing. One thing. 
all the gun nuts and small, big, small-minded morons who support Donald Trump cannot go to the recruitment office. Drag your fat ass and your tiny dicks to the recruitment office. Where's the one war is gonna, you're going to fight is this one. Only you. Everyone else can go home. Every liberal progressive who's been against this fucking moron from the beginning can go home. Sit on the beach and do what the fuck they want. You Trump supporters, this is your war. You drag your fucking ass over to Iraq, Iran, or everywhere else in the Middle East and fight. So we have fucking some courage. Because I know you don't. You're whiny little bitches who like to scream communist and Nazi to everyone else who not agreeing with you and want people to get locked up who should not be locked up. Yeah, you're a moron. You're the bull in the schoolyard. You're the, you're the guy in the bar who just tells me have a big dick when it's a tiny, very tiny. Yeah, you are those ones. And you're going to fucking fight this war. You're going to get bombed and you're going to lose your limbs. Because the rest of us, we don't give a fucking shit. Well, we're going to lose a shit. Because nationalists all over the world, they start wars. And wars, by the end of that, refugees. But they're against refugees. Yes, people who want to let in the refugees, this is the left's fault. Liberals and progressives and socialists and so on. But the nationalists are used to those people who start the fucking wars in the first place, who, who make refugees. We didn't have a lot of refugees from Afghanistan before America decided to bomb Afghanistan. We didn't have a lot of refugees from Iraq either before you decided to fucking bomb Iraq. This shit is your fucking shit mess. Everyone, conservatives, and especially Trump supporters, should sacrifice their lives for this fucking cause. You said it should be no war. Now it nearly is war. It's gonna be war very soon. And you're, if you have some courage, you have some principle left in that small fucking-minded conservative brain of yours, you should recruit yourself to the army. Yeah, but start working for a security company. Just take all your fucking guns and go up there and just do a little rampage like in those fucking stupid militias you have. Yeah, those militias who can be used, cannot be used to anything. The only thing you private militias in the U.S. are good for is buying weapons and keeping people who invest in weapon companies very, very rich. This was Tron. We Tron tell the truth. Everybody else out there, have a fucking nice day. And conservatives, go and fuck yourself and rot in hell. That was uh, Tron telling the truth. Thank you, Tron. Uh, I'm not really sure how you correlated that... Uh... Hillary is not a warmonger because Trump is. I'm not really sure how those things go together. <laughs> like, yeah, because I don't we think... would definitely not have this war if it was uh, Hillary as president. <laughs> right. I'm not really sure how those things are the, like uh, mesh together in your mind. I'd love to hear that maybe next week. Uh, yeah, let's plug some email addresses and stuff, bro. Yes, it's another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADZ. We are a member of Pod All the Time Network with uh, 11 members. Is that besides right? us? Yeah. Yes? Yep. Uh, check them out on Twitter as well. 
And we have a Facebook group where I hear there's been some activity this week. That's another digital citizen on Facebook. Right. The last couple of weeks have been quite active. I think it has a lot to do with just the politics and then especially the whole thing with Iran. There was a lot of people talking about that. <clears throat> but some stuff that people actually wanted us to talk about on the show because they posted it under last week's show. Uh, that's how you can let us know or send it to the email. Those are the two ways we know to talk about it. Uh, Jeremy posted uh, about the drones over Colorado and Nebraska story from last week, Fro. You remember this? Mm-hmm. Uh, Effie Warren, uh, Warren's Air Force Base Intercontinental Ballistic Missile Field begins roughly 30 miles northwest of Hoxton. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I think he's saying that that maybe is where they're coming from. But I'm looking... Uh-huh right now and uh what i'm seeing 21 hours ago from abc news high-tech plane joined search for mystery drones so i'm thinking that that's probably not where they're coming from but who knows Mm. anything else uh here you i want you to say this name because i'm gonna butcher it and i don't want to do that (laughs) that's totally okay I will say his name. There where, you go. Where are you? you is his first name? There. Yes, his first name is Magna. There you go. Uh, mm-hmm. I understand the winner. I want to say, though, that my personal pick would be Jesse Smollett. I agree that putting bleach on yourself is over the top. Uh, also, I think it's funny. I never heard about the mayor story you talked about. Uh, was it in the Norwegian news? Ah, so this is about our annual pom-pom uh tournament right exactly uh uh no it was not a norwegian news magna um we got this news from a friend of ours uh called bill or aka wrestling man so he he's the one that informed us about that but nice to have a, a norwegian in our group yeah, uh, he posted a couple things. He actually posted a picture of a pom-pom pig as well. I'll send you that. Uh... <laughs> really? <laughs> Did he? Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Is there something called a pom-pom pig? It's just, you know what a pom-pom is? Like one of those little yeah. puff ball things? There you go. I just posted it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, Thank you, Magna. Yeah, we didn't. We, I, we, I would never have thought of that. We just make up our titles totally at random. So that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. TV news. Uh, we had uh, the Golden Globes this week. We will talk about the, the TV winners here, and we'll talk about the movie things a little later. Uh, drama was Succession. Best musical or comedy were. Fleabag, Brian Cox won for Succession, Olivia Colman won for The Crown, uh, actor uh, was Remy Youssef as Remy. Uh, did you like that uh, TV show? Did no. you ever see it? Yeah. I think you saw it as well, yeah. right? No, I don't think I liked it. Yeah, I didn't like it. <clears throat> I didn't think it was yeah, funny. I I, that's the only problem I yeah. had with it. Uh, was he a good actor in it? I would say he was a good actor. The show was not okay. funny, though. <laughs> it wasn't a good show. Uh, so maybe it would be... Uh, but I wouldn't... I, well, I don't know. I wouldn't see he was the best actor either, but if you're going to give him best actor, no. uh, I can see it comparing it to 
your Joaquin Phoenix comparison, you know what I mean? Where it's not a good, you don't like right. the movie, but he's a good actor. Phoebe Waller-Bridge won for Fleabag. Uh, the <laughs> actor Russell Crowe won for The Loudest Voice for some fucking reason. Uh, Michelle Williams uh, for Force uh, versus uh, Verdon. Stellan Skarsgård for Chernobyl. That's good. Uh, yeah, and Chernobyl went for the best mini series, and that was my favorite this week. So, or this year. Yeah. Uh, four nominations for Chernobyl, The Crown, and Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I have still have not seen on uh, Netflix. I don't know if I ever will. I did. I was e- not even aware of it. What What is it about? Uh, it's the, uh, a rape history. It's it's about the lady that's raped. Okay. And 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 she says that uh, she didn't do it, and then she's prosecuted for uh, saying that she wasn't raped, but she was raped, and two women uh, find out about that. Oh, okay. It's a true story. Huh. Yeah. I just don't want to see that. He said and had singing bombshell this week. <laughs> <laughs> but but in TV, uh, let's talk about TV with, because that's what we're uh, really going to do. Well, you know, you one thing I saw on TV, obviously, 60 Minutes, Epstein's story. Uh, we just talked about it a little bit, but I thought it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 60 Minutes. It's nothing overly impressive. It's kind of cheesy, honestly, uh, but... It had a bunch of good information. It's only like 15 minutes long, but I would recommend going checking it out. <clears throat> I found a new reality show this week called Forged in Fire. This is very easily uh, de- watched and very easily... I liked it. It's uh, four people coming into forge, making swords, and the best sword wins. Oh, swords. Okay, Th- that's the oh, why it's called. Yeah. For- I-, I get it now. I get the n- title. I didn't yes. understand the title at first, but now I understand. Yes, because it's forged in fire. Right, yes. like you do a sword. But it, it's, so it's, it's like yes. a, one of those tattoo shows or a cake cu- uh, cupcake yes. show or anything, but with swords. Yes, okay. yes, yes. And it's quite good. I liked it. I, I mean, I I would give it a seven. Seven oh, and a half, okay. maybe. Yeah. Interesting characters or just a well-put-together show? Uh, in, in, interesting judges. I think oh. they really did. Uh, uh, because uh, there's uh, one foreigner there, and his catchphrase and is, And it kills. <laughs> wow. Okay. Because they 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 test the swords uh, against like pink corpses and things like that, and and he, like if if it hurts the pigs uh, enough, he goes like, and it kills. <laughs> That's a great catchphrase, I guess. And, <laughs> I mean, yes. for a sword show, I, uh, what else yeah. would it be? Uh, I also saw a reality show this week. Okay. <clears throat> called The Circle on Netflix, I uh, believe. Yes. I think there were four episodes of this out. I saw four episodes. Uh, however many were out. Uh, it's Big Brother, but nobody ever gets to see each other. They only get to talk to each other over like a 
voice-activated social media-type network, but it, the social media network is, like, really strict, where, like, they can only do things at certain times when it tells them they can do things, right? Right. Did you see this? It's Big Brother, but it's boring. <laughs> right, there's no interact. It's Big Brother with no interaction, so you can imagine how fun that... Because the funnest part of Big Brother is when, like, people get in big fights. Like, that's the funnest yes. part of Big Brother. Uh, or when people have, like, breakdowns. What well, I mean, I guess mental breakdowns, if they were in there for a long time, could happen, but I don't know. Right, right. No, but, but I saw two episodes of this, and I was like, snore. I saw two episodes, and I also, I was like, okay, uh, this is really bad. And I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a little more of a chance and see what happens. Because yeah. right at the two-episode mark is when they do a big, like, kind of plot twist in the game. Yes. And so I was like, okay, I, yeah. I got to keep watching it at least to see where this plot twist goes to give it a chance. Um, it didn't right. really go anywhere. And... <laughs> I don't understand the idea of the part at the end of uh, some of the, uh, each episode, I think it is, or every oh. other episode, where the person who leaves comes into the per, uh, somebody's room. Like, what is the what is the purpose of it? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't affect the game at like, all. No. No, it's just very... It's a very strange, boring show with very bad... Uh, people, uh, there's no interesting people in it. And this. it's cheap. You can tell it was made incredibly yeah. cheap. <laughs> it costs $2.50. Right. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a three. That's exactly what I gave it. Yeah. Uh, what else did you watch this week? I watched The Ghost Wrong Show. Okay. Okay. This is something I need you to write down. All the right. Ghost Wrong Show, because it's hilariously funny. It is... Uh, you remember that Peter Pan thing I sent you, that I told you to put on our Twitter account, at ADC, uh, Podcast ADC, by the way, with uh, where everything goes wrong? No, I don't remember this at all. So... I talked about this Peter Pan play, uh, where everything goes wrong. Uh, the uh, it's called the play goes wrong. That's okay. the whole, whole whole concept of it. And this is mini episodes by the same people that made it okay. made this. Ah. And their second second episode is called the pilot episode because it's about pilots and they make fun of. That's because it's not the pilot episode. <laughs> it's so... I think you will find this very hilarious. It's very British. And it's very, very funny. Okay, I'll have to check it out. I wrote it yeah. down. Uh, the Ghost Wrong Show. Right. Yeah. Uh, I saw another... I gave, I gave it a 10. Oh, you gave it a 10. 10 okay. 10. Yeah, yeah. I saw another show. I think this might have been on Hulu or Amazon Prime. I didn't write it down. <clears throat> For some reason, I didn't write down any of the where I found these shows this week. I usually do. Uh, Deputy season one, episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw this as well. Did you? Okay. This was about a guy who uh, the sheriff deputy of Los Angeles 
uh, dies, and he just happens to be mm-hmm. second in command, but he's also like the most <laughs> hated uh, <laughs> cop on the force. Yes. What'd you think? No, I I, I thought it was uh, quite good, to be honest. I I'm interested in continuing watching it. I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's a cop drama that's right. done good. I just thought it was if a pretty standard like... cop drama. I mean, if you like cop dramas, yeah, it probably would be pretty good. Uh, like, because it's a little different than your normal cop drama. But the end part yeah. where he's where he's like. Uh, we're a family and we got to stick together yeah. and basically yeah. being like everybody else besides us is the enemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, eh, that's a little scary. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, but overall I give it a 4.5. I thought it was a slightly below average, just mostly because I don't like cop dramas. So that I, I might right. be a little biased. What would you give it? I give it to six. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was better than most cop dramas, uh, but I didn't think it was anything su- super special. What else did you see? Uh, the Masked Singer UK this time. Ah. Uh-huh. The new season? Yes. Uh, no, first season. First season, okay. Yes, of the UK. Uh, the two that has been on... Uh, masked. I don't know who is, and I, I knew that when I followed the Australian one, I was like, I'm not going to recognize anybody right. there. I, I, I watched it because Lindsay Lohan was on it. That's why. I right, I remember it. that. Yeah. Right, but this time I was like, I follow. I, I would, I would say, uh, of us two, I watch more British things. Than, than you do, and I watch pretty much British t- television, I would say. Oh, yeah, and I mean, that, that's going to go without I, saying. I didn't, yeah, and I didn't recognize the two first people that were unmasked. Huh. Well, they're going to be super yeah. B. Cele- even the peop- the ones in America are like C celebrities, like football players that like aren't really famous right. football players even, or whatever, you know what I mean? So, right. I'm not surprised. Yeah, it is what it is. You want to give it a score? Uh, five. Five, okay. <clears throat> Last thing I saw was New Eden, which Fro recommended to me. Uh, I saw one episode of this. I'm going to check out more of it, because I believe it's on an actual streaming service, because all the episodes are out right now. Uh, but... It's about a cult, but it's a mockumentary about a... <laughs> Women's yes. empowerment cult, right? That's what I would say. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's done and in it, mo- mockumentary style, like I said. What do you think of it, Fro? It's very Canadian, and it's very funny. Very and Canadian. It's the last thing. And it's not the last thing you saw this week. It's not? No. Okay. Because uh, the last thing you saw this week was Dracula, because you saw oh, yeah. me. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write it down in my thing, so that's why. I, if I don't write it down on my thing, I forget. You watched it with me, so I'm I'm 110 percent sure that you saw it. Uh, yeah, uh, this was very good, wasn't it? It was fun. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, if you don't like gore, do not watch this. But other yeah. than that, it's fine. <laughs> the, uh, 
the acting was very very good the storyline is really yeah. fun the special effects are pretty mm -hmm. awesome um I had a lot of fun with it. I need to finish it off, but the mm -hmm. as a whole, from what I've seen, uh, I would give it uh, 8.5. Yeah, I would give it a 9. So, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's just Dracula. Uh, uh, we don't really need to explain the story. It's Dracula. <laughs> no, no, it, it's Dracula. But uh, I agree, if you don't like... There are some scenes where me and Luke goes <laughs> right. I have specifically have a phobia of like nails coming off, so that scene for me was a little much. <laughs> but the last thing that we both saw this week is Messiah episode two. Tell me about what is Messiah episode one about, Luke? Right, Messiah uh, on Netflix. The first episode is called "He That Hath an Ear," uh, believing he's uh, miraculously delivered Damascus from ruin. A throng follows a man they can, uh, a man call called Al Mashishi, Mashish, Mashish, uh, into the desert, raising suspicions in the CIA. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, being a procedural cop drama, I thought we were going to see, because this was sold to us as, oh, uh, this guy is going to lead a cult and you are going to see uh, uh, how he stares at this cult. That is what this TV show is right. about. That was what we were sold on. That is definitely not what we got. <laughs> well, I mean, to a degree, <laughs> he has like a f following or whatever in this episode, but the, right. it's not like, I wouldn't say cult, number one, and number two, they don't focus on the people in his flock except for him and one kid, right? So far. Right. And it's so, it's it reminds me of Manifest. It, it reminds me of any other standard ABC, Fox, uh, something like that show, but it's on Netflix. <laughs> it feels very un netflix -y. It does. It feels, I don't know, NBC yeah. or, uh, yeah, Fox or something like, just very network show, and I'm sure... When it was made, that's who they tried to sell it to, and Netflix is the person who bought it. But I don't think that this show... I don't think it uh, knew exactly what it wanted to be, in a sense. Like, it's trying no. to be this supernatural show, but at the same time, like yeah. you said, being this procedural CIA cop drama where uh, she's trying to get, uh, get her boss to confirm that she can get, uh, what do you call it, uh, funding for this project and you're like I don't care about your funding for your project and all this bullcrap <laughs> right right and it, it's how much they focus on her and how little they focus on the messiah in this show that is my main problem because 80% of this show is about her and 20% is about him right exactly um, and the stuff you do see from him He's so vague about everything that we really don't get anything yep. from him, but 
<clears throat> I thought this we were going into something where okay we're dealing with some kind of uh, con artist this or that, but I don't see how we could go get to con artist from this episode after the storm. Well, I guess that's possible, but yeah, I guess everything is possible that he could still be a con artist, right? But uh, the whole thing with the guy who's like the badass Israeli uh, interrogator and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like knowing this guy's whole backstory and all this other stuff, I guess it's possible that this guy knows it all because he studied this person or whatever knew he was going to be called in, but it just seems all a little bit too convenient, I guess. It, it feels very convenient uh, and it feels very trite and I was <clears throat> bored most of the time. I think that's my main, main trouble with this is that it's not engaging uh, it's okay acting it's not super good acting and uh i think the most interesting thing in episode one we told you we we're going to spoil episode one so if you haven't seen episode one sorry but the ending uh where it escapes the the cell is, right. is maybe the most interesting thing about the problem with it uh, about the episode yeah. The problem with the ending is we saw that in the trailer, so we knew it was going to happen, yeah. <laughs> and it all happened yeah. in episode one. So that, <clears throat> and, I mean, it was still, I, I liked the ending because I liked the cliffhanger of it to see what's going to happen right. next. Uh, now they're going to have to go chase after him. Obviously, the interrogator and the CIA agent later are going to hook up, and they're going to be a team. Yep. Um, yep. What's going to happen next with him? Where is he going to show up? That's It's kind of interesting to me. Uh, the lady... The CIA agent is the worst part of the show. Definitely. Yep. Yep. All right, let's give it and a shot. And I have seen it. Oh, go ahead. I, and I have seen her in other shows as well. I I just don't remember her name. But she's, oh, no. she's not good. Yeah, I, I could remember her being in something, but I couldn't place it either. So, yeah. Is it Lost, maybe? No. It's something like Lost, though. So it might okay. be manifest. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, would she funny. was a doctor. I remember her being a doctor in something. Maybe it was manifest. Uh, I don't know. What do you give it a score? Uh, I'll, I'll look her up. Uh, I give it a week three and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I would go a three. To be honest, so yeah, yeah, I think a week three and a half is probably right. Uh, but yeah. I'll go three. Uh, so what's what's she in? Well, her name is Michelle Monahan, so the name yeah. is like super duper extra mega familiar. Uh, yes. she was in Pixels, one of my favorite uh, movies ever. <laughs> Such a good movie. <laughs> Said nobody. She hasn't been in a TV show that we would know? Uh, I, can, I, I was just looking through the movies, I guess. I can look through everything else she's been in. Uh, oh, she was in The Path. That's the that's the show. Ah. She was the doctor lady. Yeah, in the she was the doctor lady in The Path. I knew that's she was a doctor. That's why. Right. I don't remember her being she in Pixels. A... No, me neither. She was, she was good in The Path. Uh, yeah, she's been in a lot of good stuff, actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Strange that she, she plays so bad in this stuff. 
Anyway, our main topic, uh, our top five uh, anticipated TV movies and movies of 2020. What right. do you want to start with? That's what I was, I was like. I don't know where to start because we didn't usually we'd plan that ahead. What do you think? Movies? All right. Yeah, let's do movies first. Uh, I shall go first. Okay. Uh, my number five is James Bond, No Time to Die. That's pretty easy. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen, uh, like, the I... last two James Bond movies, so I, I, I've kind of fallen off uh, watching those. Right. I, I didn't especially enjoy the last one. Uh, but Skyfall was pretty good. Was that the last one? Or the day one before? I don't remember. Anyway, uh, uh, but this uh, looks very good. Uh, uh, it is uh, uh, with Rami Malek uh, is in this. Mm-hmm. May- maybe one of the things that I'm looking forward to most. But the trailer looks very interesting. And like I said, I've seen every other fucking James Bond. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so this is... it's a James Bond movie. If you like those, it's going to yeah. be what you want it to be, right? Don't you think? Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Spectre was the last one. I didn't like Spectre, but I liked Skyfall. Ah, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Did I see Spectre? I think I did. Uh, the first one he was in was Casino Royale, right? Mm, yeah, that sounds but, right to me. And then there was Skyfall, then it was Spectre, then it's this one. No time to die. But this is the last time Daniel Craig is going to be James Bond. Right. So. But uh, Rami Malek is going to be the uh, villain in this. And I love Rami Malek, so. So, that's my number five. All right, my number five. I'm going to go with Sanic. I'm going to go Sanic the Hedgehog. Oh, I was. I, we call it Sonic. It is Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody call it. That's what I. It, he goes uh, so I, I, fast. I was, I, was so fu- I was so fucking confused. You tricked me. Because we have a thing here called Sonic Drive Through, and it's like a, a Easter Coast. It started East Coast thing, so and people call it Sanic. You going to Sanic? Ah, uh, right. Okay, <laughs> it's right. Uh, yeah, it's about Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'm. I think this is most anticipated number five because I just want to see what <laughs> all comes out of this. I mean, we saw the new trailer. Yeah. The new trailer actually looks fun. Uh, looks yeah. interesting. Uh, so that is another reason I'm interested. Jim Carrey looks really funny in it, but also everything that comes out of uh, social media and the news uh, about this is going to be interesting. I totally agree. My number four is Antlers. Uh, this is produced by Gil Toro, the uh, Gil Moro del Toro. This is my shortlist. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, directed by Scott Cooper. A small town organ teacher, Luke, mm-hmm. uh, Julia Meadows, played by Carrie Russell, and her sheriff brother, Paul, played by Jesse Clements, become intertwined with a young student and in her school who is harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. Uh, 
So this is a Fox Screenlight production, and it's coming the 17th of April. Right, my next one, I'm going to go, uh, Bill and Ted Face the f Music. I almost said Face the Future. Yeah. I'm, for some reason. <laughs> face the Future. Face yeah. the Music is what it's called, uh, coming out in August. Uh a visitor from the future tells best friends Bill and Ted that one of their songs can save lives as we know it and bring harmony to the universe. So, like, if you've ever seen the end of Bill and Ted where they go to the future, right? Yep. So this would be in between when the original two movies happened and that scene in that movie, in the first movie, where they're right. in right. the future, uh, where, you know, uh, they bring harmony to, at least to the world, we know that's what happens at the end of that movie. Spoilers from right. for a movie from like the eighties. <laughs> uh, which I don't think you can do. But I I Bill and Ted was like one of my favorite movies growing up ever. And it's you know, it's been forever since a movie came out. It's got both guys in it. Uh it looks interesting enough. It could be horrible and ruin my childhood, but I still yeah. wanna see it. I I have it on my short short list for sure. My number three is a movie that I know, look, have absolutely no interest in because it's a superhero movie. Right. It's Birds and Prey, Birds of Prey, the fabulous emulation of one Harley Quinn. That is my number three. I was splitting up with a Joker. Harley Quinn joins superhero Black Canary Huntress Rene Montaya to save a young girl from evil crime lord Black Mask in Gotham City. This has uh, Margaret Robbie, Ewan McGregor, Rosie Perez, uh, and it comes out February 7th. Alright, my number three, Free Guy, which is a comedy with Ryan Reynolds in it. <clears throat> in an open world video game, Free City, an amalgamation of Grand Theft Auto and Fortnite, uh, Guy is an NPC character working as a bank teller, uh, thanks to a code developed by programmer programmers inserted into Free City by the publisher. Uh, Guy becomes aware of his world being a video game and takes steps back uh, to make himself the hero, creating a race against time to save the game before the developers shut it down. And it's a comedy, so doesn't that sound interesting? It sounds super interesting. Uh... Coming out July 3rd is what I'm seeing. Uh, like I said, Ryan Reynolds, Sean Levy, Gary Berlart, Berlarty? Berlanti. Uh, so, yeah, I think this looks really interesting. Uh, and I wanted to put a comedy on there. Uh, one negative, it's got Ninja in it. But other than that... Uh... <laughs> Uh, my number two is uh, a movie that I can't fucking wait to see. Give it to me now, please. It's Tenant. Uh, uh, and that is an upcoming action thriller written and directed by Brrr, Christopher Nolan. That's right. And it's also produced by Nolan and Emma Thomas. It stars John Davidson, Robert Pattinson, Elizabeth Dabonski, Dimple, uh, Michael Caine, and Kenneth Branagh. And it comes out the 17th of July in Singapore. 
Okay. <laughs> so yeah. all, all our Singapore listeners, get ready. Yes. But uh, yes, I am so incredibly ready for this movie. I want it now. The trailer looks fucking awesome. It does, yeah. I am getting... I'm getting very vibes uh, back to my one of my favorite movies of all times, uh, also directed by Christopher uh, Nolan. So I, I hope it is a little like Inception. Uh, it looks very like Inception. So that's my my number two movie. All right, my number two, uh, Tnet. Oh wait, is that what it's called? I don't know how to pronounce it. It's the same movie you just said. How did? Tenet. What did you say? Tenet. Right. I thought it was pronounced T-net, and I thought no, it was about uh, drama on the internet. It was T-net. <laughs> see, see what I did there? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, that was yeah. my number two as well. So we agreed, and I wonder if we're going to agree on our number one also. But what is your number one, bro? <laughs> it's June. Look, is that your number one? June? No, that's not my number one. Dune, I said. Oh, Dune, okay. I, I was like, I'd never heard of June. <laughs> no. Dune! Right. I have that on my short list as well. It's a epic science fiction film directed by Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve that has not made a bad fucking movie. Please not be this one. It has Rebecca Ferguson or Oskish Isaac. Stella Skarsgård, David Batista, uh, Sean Rampling, uh, Jason Momoa, Javier Bardem. Yep. Uh, it's it's based on mm, one of my favorite uh, 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 novels of yeah. all time. Sorry, I said books. Right. Yes. And uh, yeah, it, it I, I can't I can't fucking wait for it to, to come out. And it is December eighteenth. Look, it's so long to. Uh yeah, uh, we're, we're I'm sure we're gonna get teasers and things like that f- f- in between now and then that will be able to get us hyped up for it. Uh, my only thing is I've seen the first movie and it's not great. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's kind of a cult cult classic. Like, some people would say, oh, I think it, I really like it because of this and that. It's become kind of a cult thing. It's a bad movie. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah. Um, but people also think Xanadu and those kind of movies are great now. It's, like, almost an ironic thing in a way, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. Flash Gordon, those kind of movies, those things have come ah! back in, yeah, in fad, but it's more of an liking it ironically, I guess. But... Is it going to be another like three-hour, four-hour movie? I don't, I don't know if I need that from it. I, I don't care. Like, right. it, uh, he has not made a bad movie. He's uh, one of the best directors uh, working right now. He's uh, maybe my favorite director of all time, uh, up with Nolan. Denis Villeneuve is just fucking amazing. All right, my number one. Is that where we're at? Yep. I went Quiet Place, The Parth. (laughs) The Parth, yes. (laughs) 
I love I love that we call it that and nobody fucking understands it if they don't listen to the podcast very, very, very like Mm-hmm. It's going to be a thing now. Quiet Place Parth is going to yes. just be a thing on the show now. Yes. Well, I'm going to be sad when it actually comes out. Why. Right. Yeah, we'll never explain why. Until... You just have to find out yourself, listeners. Uh, right. Uh, starring em- Emily Bunt- Blunt. Sorry. C- uh, Cicely Blunt. Murphy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The Abbott family must now face the terrors of the outside world as they fight for survival in silence forced to venture into the unknown they realize that the creatures they uh, that haunt uh, hunt by sound are not the only threats that lurk beyond the sand path uh, right so that sounds interesting I really like the first one I'm super interested to see if this holds up to uh, yeah. the last one I don't have a lot of honorable mentions, but uh, I have some. Okay. Uh, Fantasy Island is one of mine. Uh, I'd purge five. I'm excited for that. Yep. Uh, I have the Eternals. Uh, Bob's Burgers, the movie, is going to be a thing, which I know Fro isn't excited for, but I think it's going to be good. Yeah. Monster Hunter, that is either going to be amazingly bad or amazingly good because it's director by behind uh, uh, the uh, uh, Resident Evil franchise. <laughs> uh, Bios, uh, it's going to be a Tom Hanks yeah. movie about like ro- the robot uh, future. Yeah, I'm. I saw that was coming out. The Trial of Chicago Seven. Yeah, that looks good. I had that down. Uh, the Many Saints of yeah. Newark, which is going to be the prequel to uh, Sopranos. Yeah, it's. Re- I'm really looking forward to that. Morbius. Oh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. I had down. Wonder Woman 1984. That's one thing that made making my list super easy. Fro is every time I saw a superhero movie, I just went nope. <laughs> So making a <laughs> yeah. movie list and TV list is a lot easier for me, I think, than it is for you. Uh, I think everything else I had down, you already mentioned, so. Okay, uh, then I will just say Archimus Fowl and the Invisible Man. Okay. Uh, TV round. Yeah, you're going to start. Oh, did I? Okay, uh, I'm going to go with Space Force, which is going to be a comedy show coming out. Did you hear about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yes. It's the people behind the office. Right. Uh, Steve Carell uh, starring in this. Space Force is an upcoming comedy web series <clears throat> with uh, John Malkovich, Steve Carell, uh, Tawny Newsom, Diana Silvers, and Ben Schwartz. Okay? Mm-hmm. And it's about... It's going to be just be about the Space Force. It's a, like a workplace comedy, but about... Trump's Space Force. Right. I would kind of... You remember the show, That's My Bush? Yep. I don't think we've had a show like this since that. Where it's just blatantly <laughs> out outright making fun of, you know, the, the government and the president. My number five is The Outsider. It's an upcoming miniseries uh, based on the novel on the same ni- uh, name uh, by Stephen King. 
It has Ben Mendelsohn in it, uh, Jason Bateman in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it is uh, one of my favorite Stephen King novels, so I'm really looking forward to see what they are making of it. It will be very interesting. When Terry Metlan, a suburban parent, is abused of grisly murder in the case to, is given to Detective Ralph Anderson, Ralph tries to understand the bizarre case when he finds conflicting clues. This is coming to HBO, and HBO is, yeah, good. I'm looking forward to this. And HBO is good. Um, <laughs> I'll go with, uh, a, a, yeah, I'll go with this. Netflix show, Lock and Key. Uh, yeah. I remember listening to the audiobook for this uh, when it came yep. out, which was, like, a very interesting audiobook at the time because of it. They used actual actors and stuff in it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how they do this book because some of the time, well, the thing, the things that happen in this book, I can't conceptually imagine how it's going to look on the screen. If you know what I mean, Fro. Right. Uh, but it should be interesting. Uh, it's uh, about some kids who. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, following their father's mur- murder, three si- siblings move into a house filled with uh, reality-bending keys uh, from uh, from a comic uh, by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. And the trailer came out yesterday. Have you seen the trailer? Oh, no, because I made my list, like, on Monday, so I, di- I didn't Ooh. even... Yeah, okay. We need to watch that uh, afterwards. Write right. that down. Okay. I have to show you that. Uh, my number four I hope this is good uh, is based on one of my favorite books that I read last year by Lane Morority it's called Nine Perfect Strangers and the reason why I'm talking a little like this it's, it's a Hulu show it has Nicole Kidman in it that's good but Melissa McCarthy is in it. Uh, yeah. I'm not a big Melissa McCarthy fan. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where am I going to go next? Uh, we're on number three, right? Yep. I guess I'm going to go uh, with Solar Opposites. Uh, which is a cartoon show made by the people who did Rick and Morty. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had something else down, but I looked it up, and I think it actually... It says it's coming in American 2020, but it already was a British TV show. So I had it written down, so I'm kind of having to change mine at the last minute. Um, but Solar Opposites, uh, like I said, it's about a... Sorry, was he there? Yes. Oh, you just broke up. It was like a weird, crazy noise. Okay, uh, Solar Opposite oh. Center around a family of aliens from a better world who may- must take refuge in middle America. They disagree on whether this is awful or awesome. Yeah. I'd had this on my list for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> uh, I have... Uh, my number... Where are we now? 
three, yes. Yes. Uh, Avenue Five is coming to HBO. It's another uh, science fiction comedy. <laughs> this is coming to HBO. Uh, confident, controlled, and personal space cruise ship captain tries to get along with, with everyone. The main reason why it's my number uh, three is I'm a huge Hugo Laurie fan from uh, 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 when he was a doctor in... I almost said Doctor Who. I would get uh, <laughs> a lot of mails from, from from people. He's not Doctor Doctor Who. No, I know that Doctor House. I meant, but uh, it also has Josh Gad in it uh, that I really like, uh, and the trailer looks very funny. Okay, my number two. Uh, I'm gonna go with. The Old Man, uh, starring John Lithgow and Jeff Bridges, so two very good actors. Uh, former CIA officer living off the grid finds himself on the run from f people that want to kill him. Uh, directed by John Watts. Cool. My number two is Hunters. Hunters is an upcoming American television show created by David Well. And it's coming to Amazon Prime Video. Uh, it has somebody very unknown called Al Pacino in it. I don't know if you heard about him. No, never heard of him. I've seen the trailer for this, yeah. No. It's on my list. Yeah. Uh, a diverse band of Nazi hunters living in uh, 1977 New York uh, discovers hundreds of high-ranking Nazi officials are conspiring to create the Fort Reich in the U.S. Their electric team will set out on a bloody quest to bring them to justice. All right. Uh, I went with my number one, The Resurrection and Revival of the Soup, uh, with new host Jade Catapreta, who we don't know who, if yeah. it's funny or not or what, but The Soup has always, even since I was a little kid, been one of my favorite shows. Uh, I like the sarcasm of it. I like the uh, the making fun of the celebrities, everything about it, really. And it's a place where you can see all the bad parts of TV shows and different things on the Internet without having to go see them yourself, right? So that's a nice, uh, nice yeah. thing about it. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with that, my number one, The Soup. What's my number one look? Uh, I don't know. Star Trek. Picard. Oh, yeah, okay. Of course. Retarded. <laughs> Retarded. Wow. <laughs> That's not right. That is incorrect. <laughs> Retired. Oh, yes. my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Retired Admiral. Oh, Jesus. Retired Admiral Sean Luc Picard, still deeply affected by the loss of the targeted Commander Data and destructed of Romulus, 
uh, steps into the next chapter of his life. This is coming January 23rd, and I can't wait. Yes, mm-hmm. he's retired. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I've been seeing some. Uh, things about that, though, that people are worried because the Star Trek movie got canceled or whatever, that they're worried that right uh, about the TV show getting canceled because there might not be interest for it if it doesn't do well. So we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, I've been seeing some rumblings about that. Have you? Yeah, yeah I have. Okay. I don't really care. I was just wondering if you were seeing the same thing as me or if it was just uh, yeah. one or two articles, you know what I mean? Um yeah, let's do some honorable mentions. Yeah, I have a, a little more here. Uh, Party 5 is coming back for some reason. Uh, something called Moonbase 8, a comedy about a, a base on the moon. Aquafina is Nora from Queens. Uh, Devs looks good. It's going to be like a futuristic type show. Mm-hmm. Little America. Uh, Time Bandits is going to be, like, based off the movie from the 80s, which I thought was a terrible movie even when I was a little kid. I love Time Bandits. I know, people really liked it, and I always thought it was cheesy and horrible. Love that movie. Uh, did you have Search Party on your list? Uh, no. Actually, everything on my list you already mentioned or I mentioned, so I don't have anything else. Okay, uh, more America, uh, Junters, Lizzie McGuire is coming back, look. <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> yes, a TV show called Quiz, uh, one called Run, one called uh, Your Honor, but what I'm looking secretly the most to, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. <laughs> all about the Mormons. Oh, that's going to be great, yeah. What I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to is Untitled CIA Project. That's going to be a really good one, uh, starring Brie Larson. <laughs> and that sounds like a joke, but it's not. Mm-hmm. That's no. really... Is it, is it weird that it's just called Untitled CIA Project? Are we just going to not pretend <laughs> now? We're just going to admit that the CIA is just making TV shows? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. This is going to be a good year for both movies and TV. All right, movie round. Uh, but let's start with uh, Golden Globe winners. Yeah, because we have uh, 1917 that I have still not seen. I, I really want to see that. Well, it just came way. out, right? So Yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that I know that you have seen this week. Mm-hmm. So you can tell us about that a little later. Joking Phoenix won for Joker, Renee Selweger won for Judy, Terry Egerton won for Rocketman, and Aquafina for the Farewell. Best screenplay was uh, Quentin Tarantino, and best director was Sam Mendes for 1917. So, so Sam Mendes kind of pulling away with it. Uh, you sent me a thing yeah. kind of saying... Netflix got snubbed in this, even though they had so many uh, chances to win, they really didn't win. Yeah, yeah. 
Another one that I found interesting on this list was Best Animated Missing Link, which me and you totally Mm -hmm. disagreed on this year, if you remember. Right. I thought it was good, and you thought you hated it. I did not like Missing Link at all. Yeah, Yeah. very strange. Uh, But I have seen another movie that's on that list this week. Look. Okay. Because I saw Frozen 2 this week. Oh, fun. Yes. Uh, I never saw Frozen mm, 1. Define fun. Uh, <laughs> uh, I actually like uh, uh, Frozen 1. But I did not like this movie, look. Oh, holy shit, I thought it was bad. Oh, I thought it was one of the worst Disney movies I have ever seen in my entire life. I can hear people screaming to to us that I'm wrong, but that's my personal choice, and I stand behind it. The only person I, I know like that's that. seen it that I've talked to said the music wasn't as good as mm. the first one, and that was their only critique it of it, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the music isn't as good, and the storyline is it's not as good. I liked, I liked the first one. But yeah, no, I give it a 4 out of 10, I guess. Alright, the first one I saw, I guess I'm going to go, it was a documentary on YouTube a while ago, I think it came out middle of the year, last year, A Glitch in the Matrix, which was a documentary about Jordan Peterson. Okay. Do you know who Jordan Peterson is? I know, yeah. Yeah. The Christian. Uh, I don't know if he's a Christian or not, honestly. I think he's... Yeah, he is. Is he? Okay. Uh, Yeah, he just came out with a book about uh, Jesus. Did he? Okay. Uh, I just know he's very controversial and that people, uh, he was a Canadian guy who's very controversial for some of the things he says. So I wanted to see, it was a pro Jordan Peterson documentary. So it was all, uh, you know, very, uh, uh, saying, oh, this is why they're attacking him, this and that. And I thought it was very interesting. I don't know which side I fall on after seeing it. Uh, I have to do more research into the guy. He seems like somebody who just kind of got thrown into a whirlwind where uh, maybe he never needed this much publicity in the first place is what I kind of got out of it, if that makes sense, bro. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but overall, as a documentary, it's really not all that well put together. It's very cheaply done. Uh, I, I gave it a 3.5. Okay. Uh, like I said, I was, was at the movies and I saw Bombshell this week. Uh, uh, the positive first, I uh, didn't hate the girl from uh, Saturday Night Live. And Charlize Theron in this movie looks absolutely nothing like Charlize Theron and exactly like Megan Kelly. Like, I, I I thought it was Megan Kelly playing herself, almost. Okay. Really? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was that good, a makeup job. Just, like, amazing. Huh, okay. Uh, when when it comes to the story, like, I, I didn't like The Loudest Voice, uh, the TV show, but I like this. I, I thought this was uh, pretty good, actually. Um... I thought it was kind of 
surprising how good it was. I don't think you will like it. Okay. Uh, but that doesn't mean anything. Because you and me don't agree on everything in the world. Right. But I, I, I give it a, a seven and a half out of ten. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. I saw... Let's see, where should I go? I guess I'll go with The Report next, Mm -hmm. Uh, which was a very good movie. It was about uh, a report that was being kind of uh, censored, uh, and they released it anyways uh, against the military and what they were doing uh, with torture, uh, starring Kylo Ren, whatever that guy's name is. I can never remember his name. Right. Uh, And... He's very good in it. Everybody, all the acting is very good in it. The whole thing is well put together. Some of the, this one lady has a really bad wig. That's Mm -hmm. one thing that made me, every time I saw her, I was like, yeah, that's a really bad wig. She's still a good actress, even with a bad wig. Um, And I I thought, yeah, sorry. And the whole premise of it is very interesting as far as like the true story of it. I liked it. Uh, Overall, I gave it, let's see, what did I give it? I gave it a seven. I thought it was fun. It just, it wasn't anything that made me go, oh, everybody needs to go out and see this right now. But it is good. I thought it was going to be better, to be honest. Uh, what did you think was going to be better about it? I, 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 uh, I, I thought it was going to be more may, maybe descriptive of what they did. To the prisoners, right, and the torture thing. I do. I thought maybe it would be more about because uh, the reason why I know about this movie is that uh, uh, they did very something very smart with with uh, Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen, where uh, you can get this uh, report for free. Uh, by all the actors in the movie, actually, is is uh, 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 reading the book or the report into the book. So that's how I knew about uh, the book uh, or the movie, actually. But I'm a little uh, yeah, confused. No, I, is I, there I, is it based on a book or did they read the report? <laughs> they read read the report. Okay. Yes. Is there a but book? You can get it. It's an audible uh, book, yes. It's an audible reading of the report. Yes. There's no book that's called The Report. No. Okay, that's no. where it got really confusing. Okay. <clears throat> right. But yeah, no, I saw this as well this week. And I, I, I just thought it was... I, 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 I give it a six. Okay. Uh... I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which you just mentioned. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was well acted. The first bunch of it is kind of like very slow and boring. There are certain scenes that are very drawn out and are not needed, but they're there to kind of be, uh, oh, uh, 
isn't this uh, this is the meaning of what I'm trying to say with the allegory right. I'm trying to get across. So I'm going to do this whole scene with this little girl mm-hmm. and the guy reading the book that really never went anywhere in the movie. You know what I mean? Um, yep. But it also kind of uh, was just showing the process of acting. There was a lot of that, like making a movie about making a movie, which I don't always really like. Um, the ending was ridiculous. Uh, didn't really understand what the purpose of, I mean, it was fun. The ending was fun, but it just didn't really. And I, I get what he's going for. Like, uh, the whole, the guy wanted to go meet his new neighbors, the whole movie. And then right at the end, he gets to go meet his new neighbors. Right. That's not even ruining anything for anybody. So, uh, but it's just, I understand the purpose of it. And it, it's very much like, uh, the Brad Pitt movie with the the Nazis, uh, Inglorious right. Bastards, where yes, it's very similar style. So in that sense, if you, I liked Inglorious Bastards, and so I can't really fault this movie for the same thing doing the same thing. But I still was kind of like, what's the purpose? Like, what is the purpose? And what? Why was it? Why was uh, everything so focused on those murders last year, or maybe not everything, but we saw two movies based on it, right? It's very strange. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What did you give this? Six point five. Yeah. So I actually thought it was worse than the report, to be honest, because I gave that a seven. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely worse than the report. I don't re- even remember. What I gave it, I you didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, I really did not like this. I finally saw Daddy's Home with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg because it's on Netflix. Okay, or way at least. Uh, I liked it. It was kind of funny. Uh, if you like Will Ferrell and you like Marky Mark, I think you will like it. It uh, it's it's funny. It's funny to see how two people are trying to co- compete to be the best dad. Uh, and yeah, uh, the wife being like in 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 the background, like trying to stop everything. It's very 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 funny. I gave it a eight point five actually. Oh really? Okay. Isn't there already a sequel yeah. to that, or is that some other Marky Mark movie I'm thinking of? I don't know. This okay. is from 2015. So yeah, they're pro- that's probably it. I think there's already a sequel to that even. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. But... I yeah, I think it's it's the one with like uh, John Zena in it, right? Is that the one I'm thinking of? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I really, really Is it a Christmas know. movie? No. Oh, no, okay. No, no. So it's another Marky Mark movie about dads that I'm thinking of with, like, John Zena, and I think it's got John Lithgow in it. I can't remember what that movie is. People are probably yelling at the podcast right now. I'll look it up. <laughs> Yell at the podcast as long as you want, people. I'm not going to hear. Because... <laughs> are you sure? Ma- I might. Maybe we'll... if, if we uh, listen, like, Nope. Nope. I can't hear it. Nope. Maybe if they clap loud enough, uh, the fairy will live. <laughs> oh, that's such a good reference. <laughs> There's like it. two people that got that, though. Oh. 
That's such a good reference. Hey, do you want to see the trailer for the Grudge look? Uh, sure. Yeah, there's Let's a Daddy's see. Home too, and it and it is oh. a Christmas movie, and it does have Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg and John Lithgow in it. So, hmm, okay, oh. there you go. Oh. Uh, let's see the grudge. Oh, John Shu? Is that his name? It's got Rami Malik in it. Oh, it was produced by Rami Malik. I'm here about John Shu, I love. Is anyone home? Like him. Uh, yeah. Harold? From Harold and Kumar? Yeah. Uh-huh. Goes to White Castle. One of the most funny... Movies in the world. And the second one was awful. Yeah. I guess it had funny moments, but oh. it was pretty awful. Sarah Michelle Gellar, are you there? I don't think Sarah Michelle Gellar is in The Grudge. The original? I don't think she was. She was. Okay. I will bet you a thousand dollars she was. Someone was murdered at that house. Why did you never go into that place? Something never felt right about it. Looks like we got another one. Ew. Do you think the body we found's related? Huh. She's not in this one. I went to the house. Hello? So this is after, I'm assuming, right? Like after the other movies? No, this is a remake. I think something followed oh, I see. Home. Okay. I was a little confused. I thought this was going to be like her, the older version of her. You know what I mean? Oh, of Sarah Michelle. Yeah. Right. I was thinking of The Ring for some reason. I guess probably because The Ring and The Grudge are like virtually identical. But yeah. True. Blood. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I hate when hands grow out of my, the back of my head. It's the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no, the the first one from two thousand and something was with Sarah Michelle Gellar, and it was even the, uh, the director of that. Uh, they brought the original director from the Japanese one uh, sure. right. uh, in, in, into it to, to remake it for American audience. It's a terrible, it's an awful, awful movie. But, yeah, I totally anyway. always mix The Grudge and The Ring up because there's also the Japanese version of The Ring. Uh, so right. they, the two of them just blend together in my head. So I was thinking of the ring, mm. not the grudge. And I was like, I don't remember her being in that, but it's because I was thinking of the ring. <laughs> right. Right. So what is this Oscar nominated movie all about? Look, uh, a detective investigates a murder scene that uh, has a connection to a case that her new partner handled in the past. The killings occurred in a haunted house that passes on a ghostly curse to who dares enter it. Soon, the curse spreads to a terminally ill woman and her husband and another unsuspecting couple. Uh, so, yeah, the grudge. 16% uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, not good. 
4.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, 46% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah. And it had uh, 16% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah, really bad. Directed by Nicholas Pierce. Or no, Pess. Sorry. <laughs> I had never heard of this guy in my entire life. Well, no. It's like a... It's not going to be a good movie. It's clear. 16%? That's not great. Uh, I guess I'll check the audience score and see if there's like some kind of crazy... No, 21% audience score. This is not a good film. <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, two stars are mainly received for the technical elements of the film, which I found myself more interested than the movie. <laughs> uh, there was some great outdoor cinematography and clever done hidden ghost shots where their characters don't see the lurking shadows or the face, but the audience does if paying attention. There's a good soundtrack to uh, too, with some little uh, nice little piano bits and the end credits uh, song, save for a weird sh shouting involved, is not bad. And I do like Andrea uh, Risco as Detective Moldo. Her story was the one I was most involved with, and in her investigation into the curse. I went to the Facebook. Said, uh, oh, sorry. Did you have more? Yeah, said D. No, said DJ uh, Rose on Google. I Google review this time. Google review? I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. Uh, uh -huh. On the Facebook, Billy Dio says the movie is pretty good. Uh, I like the story, the connections to the 2004 film, and it made you jump a few times. The original three movies and. The th original three movies are better in, in my opinion. Uh, the movie isn't as bad as the critics say. I hope they do The Grudge versus The Ring. Uh, that'll live up to their titles. Uh, I don't I don't think anybody wants that. Uh, Emmanuel no. Poloni says, Everything about this movie went from 100% to 15%. It's not a bad movie, but you sold us a movie that was going to be like the original. But other than that the guys took the first one as the as the plot and twists it away from that and ruins the entire movie it should have been better if the story <laughs> just started without the original house hmm yeah no other movies this week uh, because nothing has premiere other well, than the grudge yeah i i think this time of year, like right at the beginning of January, nobody's going to put anything out because every all the big movies that came out during the holiday season, and so people are burned out. Like, cu customers are burned out going to the movies this time of year. You know what I mean? So, so you are, by default, winning this movie bet in January. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, yeah, by default, because there's been one fucking movie. Right. <laughs> We're going to go back to... Well, we don't really need to go back to December and look at it. Well, I'm kind of interested to see how well 1917 did. Let's check it out. Because uh, it was in limited theaters last week, so let's see how it did uh, when it was in all the theaters. Let's see, Thursday, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It only did about... 
seven million or no seven hundred thousand dollars not even a million dollars did not do well in the theater uh i think it has premiered this week look this friday really okay yeah i think it's on in limited release this week as well for two weeks yeah huh all right yeah I, I think so. I'm trying to see. I think I, I, think I heard something about that. Just Mercy is still in limited release. Let's see if 1970. Because uh, I got to go to a different page. Theaters. Yeah, it's still in limited release. All right, we're not going to yeah, cover yeah. that next week, so I'm just deleting it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Why are you in limited you release for two it. weeks? That's stupid. I guess just to yeah. so that they could be technically be coming out in 2020. I think that's the only reason. Yes. That's fucking. Yeah. That's not cool, actually, in my opinion. That's no. straight up uh, working the system. Uh, oh, right, the Grudge. Anyway, <laughs> I forgot. Uh, Eleven million. Eleven point four million dollars. The Grudge made. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that. Uh, gets you the win. I have no fucking clue. No bad boys for life. We'll, we'll do better than that. Million. Yeah. Yeah. I will be very surprised if bad boys for life doesn't win. Yeah. Next week we're going to start One. seeing just massive ad campaign for that movie. I can already tell you, just because yeah. Yeah, the actors that are in it and the director and everything else. Will yeah. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Who's the director? Is it the, still the? action director I would assume I, right I, I'm I they're not going to make one without Michael Bay right Michael Bay thank you They might I guess but I don't think so No probably not Hey uh, I told you already go to audibletrial.com/nodadigital so just do it Now It's now. not it's not directed by him it's directed by Oh. Aldi L. Arby and Bilal Fulhal. Mm. I've never, oh, them. never heard of them. Yeah. Yeah. They are very known. Have, have you <laughs> have you seen anything on the internet lately? Uh, let's see. I, not coming anything really coming to mind right now. You? Uh, yeah, I really had fun with uh, uh, one of the latest Joe Rogans, actually. Uh, he has been on a very, like, boring rant, but uh, he had his uh, episode 1407 was very interesting. Uh, uh, with an author I never have heard of. Uh, yeah, I I can't remember, but I I remember liking that interview. Uh, other than that, no. I mean, I've seen the uh, lock and key thing from Netflix. Do you want to see that? Uh, yeah. Go ahead and post that when if you find it. I guess. Uh. Oh yeah. Is it already posted, or because I don't see it? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> right. I'm like, I don't, I don't see what you're talking about. Uh, so I'll go into something else. Bernie Sanders, uh, tied with Pete Buttigieg and Joe Biden, according to polls. 
in Iowa, which is the first state. So that's pretty exciting. It's going to be exciting to see if we get, as we get closer, if it's still tied, because that could make for a re- mm-hmm. really exciting first uh, race. You know what I mean? If, if we got a three-way tie happening going into it. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I've been busy with other things. Just been a weird, strange week. Uh, anyway, uh, let's see this new trailer uh, for the next Netflix show, Lock and Key, I guess. Are you ready? Oh my gosh. Uh, okay, good. I was like, it's three and a half minutes, but no, the end of it is all like something else. Okay, yeah, go right. ahead. Right, yes. In three, two, one, go. Hey, check it out. We're here. Welcome to Key House. I could never get your father to talk about his. That looks like kind of what I pictured the house looking like, so. Yeah, yeah. Here's the cabinet. Does it have to be this home? Hello? The boathouse. Mm hmm. That's the same voice from the audiobook. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good move on their part. Listen for them. They whisper. You heard that? Oh, I always pictured her as younger, though. Yeah. Right, special effects, I guess. Mm-hmm. This isn't a game. We don't know what these keys unlock. You woke me up. You woke me up. You have no idea what's coming. There is a crazy evil thing who wants these keys. Looks very, very good. Where do you find a staircase like that from the book? Or maybe it's based on a real place or something. Because you don't just build a staircase on the side of a cliff like that for a movie or a TV show. I mean. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that looks amazing. Yeah. I don't know if I saw this trailer before this, if it would have moved up my list or not. You know, uh, but I, probably not. I'm more excited to see the soup than anything else. It might have gone to number two, but that's probably about it. Yeah. No, I saw the trailer and I was like, fucking hell. I should have, have it on my list. But I was like, ah. I don't want to push anything else out right, of Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, 
I think uh, I think we have uh, had a okay show. Yeah, a little a little uh, roundabout, and we made a few mistakes here and there, but whatever. You know, it's another show yeah. in the books. Uh, I don't think I had any. Oh, uh, there is one other thing that we did not mention. They're making a new Surviving R. Kelly after, like, it came out on Thursday oh, yeah. after last week's show that yep. there's a new Surviving R. Kelly Part 2 coming out. I thought that was very strange coincidental timing that we yep. named R. Kelly our number one biggest uh, controversy last week, and then they come out with a new TV show. So, I never saw the yep. first one, so I'm probably not going to see the second one, because depressing as fuck, but I thought it was interesting. I I saw that it's already out. Uh, I will probably not see it either. I uh, tormented myself through the first season, and uh, I thought it was torture. Uh, n- not not that it's bad, but I really don't want it to uh, right. think too much about it. Exactly. It just, it was just like, oh... Anyway, uh, coming next week, uh, we will have uh, The Messiah Episode 2. Maybe our last uh, episode of The Messiah. You never know. This was the pilot, clearly, so it could change a whole lot in the second episode. You never know. Uh, We will have a digital uh, review of My Spy. Not Your Spy or I Spy. I loved those books Uh, when I was a kid. My Spy? I spy. Do you have I spy oh, yeah. books when I... you were a kid? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The black and white one, right? The ones I had were like, it would be like a room full of stuff, and you'd have to find a certain certain things in the room, and they were always really hard to find. Oh, I'm thinking of Spy versus Spy. Spy from versus Mad. Spy from Mad. Yeah, that's yeah. also very good. Yes. Speaking of yes. Mad, doesn't... I know it's been made a million times, but I've never mentioned it to you. Have you ever noticed that Pete Booty Judge looks like uh, the guy on the cover of Mad Magazine? Yes. Okay. It's yes. been said a million yeah. times, but I just wondered if you'd, you'd ever noticed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so sad that that magazine doesn't exist. Uh, oh, my God, that reminds me. Do you know that we talked about magazines and uh, uh, UFOs and things like that? I saw... Uh, I saw uh, one or two episodes of Magic for Humans season two. Okay. And and uh, one of the magazines that I was talking about is called Enquirer. Have you ever heard of that magazine? The National Enquirer. Yes, the National Enquirer. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. Is that's, it still around? Yes, that's the one that we had in Norway. With the UFO and and uh, Bigfoot thing. Isn't it funny that you the one you had was National Enquirer and not Weekly World News? Right? You're right. <laughs> it doesn't really... Right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, our main topic will be Planetary Activation Organization. What does this look? Right, this is a follow-up to uh, the Ground Crew Project. We found out that this was like a split-off organization from the Ground Crew Project, that the actual creator of the ground crew project made this whole other uh what spin-off cult i guess we'll call them right uh yeah we found this uh we found the other one pretty interesting and this one looks even crazier so it should be an interesting topic 
So, one of my favorite things. Guessing game! What are we going to cover next week? I will start. Facebook comes out with a new app uh, that can read your mind. Uh, we will hear that Easter is cancelled because the Easter bunny was really Epstein. And... Soap is dangerous because it can clean you. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Mad Cow Disease makes a comeback. Uh, okay. Yep. Uh, tour bus uh, flies off cliff, lands on bridge. That's going to be a headline somewhere. Okay. And uh, Soda Factory... Explodes. There you go. Boom. Ooh. Boom. <laughs> boom. 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 There goes that factory. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. That... Yes. It's like an ancient My name meme. Is... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'm Fro and I'm from Norway. What's your name and where you're from? My name's Luke. I'm from the U.S. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.